they nominate for best part, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah, but they, yeah. I think that they, nom- they nominated best part, though, with her. Yep. Yeah, that was it. Oh, another really, really good one that I'm real happy about. I don't know mm-hmm. if I forgot this, but Anderson Pack got nominated for Bubbling. Oh, yeah, Anderson Pack definitely got nominated for Bubbling. I was really happy for him. Um, yeah. Like I said, he's really cool. And, um, also, too, this album is awesome, so um, I don't yeah, think the album at the deadline, though. No, so, it didn't. It didn't. So, so thank you. Thank you. Hopefully, it's nominated next year. Yeah. Um, so, other than that, like I said, I'm happy for everybody else that got nominated. Um, I think there were a few snubs, but as far as a lot of people were saying that Jason Beyonce got snubbed um, based on the album that they put out, but I, I don't think it was a snub. I really don't think it deserved. They, they didn't get nominated for, for an album, though. Well, maybe, uh, for R&B album, let me see, wait. Mm-hmm. Because I had the list up. Yeah, that's right. Fifth Ray album, they are nominated. Uh, yes, yes, I don't think it was, I don't think it was like, I don't, I think people overhyped it a little. It was still. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it was, it was, it was <laughs> a decent album, but they kind of, kind of stretched a little bit. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, like I said, the Grammy nomination was really surprising. At least for the people that did get nominated. I don't know if Matt Miller, I, you know, he's still one of my favorite rappers ever, but I don't know if he should have gotten nominated in, in that swimming, in that category. Maybe it was just me. Maybe it was just me. As a way to honor him with, with his passing, I think that's kind of how it happens. Absolutely, but they can always honor you as the Grammys with, you know, just... Um, doing a tribute or something like exactly. that. Exactly. But putting yeah. him in, a, taking up a whole space for some other artist that probably really, really deserves that is, you know, I mean, I feel like if he was here, would they have nominated him? That's the thing you have to ask. And that's the thing that you have to ask. If he was still alive, they would have not nominated him. So why go and nominate him now that he's passed away? And yeah. there are some people saying that they might even just give him the award just because he passed away. And I still feel like even that, to me, you're going to get back. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's right either. And I feel like you still have artists that look up to Matt and they're still going to be happy that he was um, given a Grammy. But it's just like, if Matt Miller was here, would you have nominated him? This is why it's, 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 it's important for them to get better people in the committee because he's always been a good artist. He's always been good. He's always put out solid projects. Even... Um, the project he put out before, not um, swimming, um, he had a few of the projects he had put out before that year. Yeah, I think they were mixtapes. Um, but he had, like, you know, some really cool, really cool stuff he had already released. Nope, though, that stuff was never nominated. Exactly. It's always been so why, going unnoticed. Right. So why nominate him now that he's passed away? And this is what I mean by having better people in your committee to where you won't miss people like Matt Miller, because when he passed away, it seemed like oh, there were a billion people who were just now hearing about him. Oh, I just not heard about this guy. I didn't know he even made music. I'm just like, well, that's because a lot of the songs do not get played on the radio. So if you're really somebody who likes music and you're going to listen to them, if you're somebody who listens to the radio and you're just... You're not going to hear it, yeah. You're not, you're not, you're not going to hear the goodness that he brings. So it's just like, I'm very... I don't... I like... I, I see where they were coming from with it. I do not think that it was, I don't like that move, I'm sorry, because I feel like it's their job as a committee to look around and find the best talent, whatever they're doing when it's this committee, it's their job to, to get the best nominees. If you're not doing your job, and then when a guy passed away, you want to put him in a category just to say, oh, well, you know, he passed away, so I should put him in there. No, that's not, that's not to me, I don't really like that move. Um, I know a lot of people have said they don't like that, and like I said, 
I will probably be a lot more upset if they go ahead and give him the award at the award show. I yeah, like definitely. I for sure wouldn't like that because you guys wouldn't do that if he was here, and that's the whole point. So it's kind of just like they're just doing it out of pity because you guys missed him while he, you guys basically overlooked him while he was here, and now you're just like, sheesh, like he really had somebody that, <laughs> somebody that was really. Yeah, he could have shined a lot more light on it. <laughs> right, while he was here, and we didn't. And, and honestly, the reason why he's probably no longer here is because of stuff like that, being overlooked, not having the opportunity that other artists have, um, you know, being a, a good um, artist and people not paying attention to your music and your artistry, that's probably why he, he was in the depressed state that he was in and why he was doing some of the stuff he was doing. But, you know, that's just another conversation. But, you know, I'm not too big on the Grammy committee doing that. I'm really not. I, I had already said it. I'm glad that they did nominate him, but that brother had already had, like, he was already doing stuff. I think he put out watching movies, um, watching uh, movies and sounds, what, 2013 or 15? That would be better out yeah. than But, um... That's just me on that comes down that topic. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say about the Emmy nominations? No, that's that's yeah, I think we covered a lot of that. Um mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Um so we're gonna uh, go on to our next topic. Um so I choose gonna bring it back to Levy Deathmatch with M T V Studios. I thought that was really cool just because I see this really been working. Just put out an album. Yeah. Um today I just featured a few of his songs on uh DPG Bad Playlist Three for um, Music Monday, so a lot of the new music that uh, came out on Friday is on the playlist, a few of his songs are on there. He didn't do too bad with the album, um, I like to see with a few of the songs, but you could tell he, he still sounds like, <laughs> he still sounds like Ice Cube in the 80s, so it probably won't sell as well. Oh, that's good, that's good, I, I want to hear, I, w- yeah. I want to hear more of Ice Cube like that, I don't want to hear Ice Cube trying to, well, yeah. 2018 music. So I'm, I'm hyped about right. that. I didn't actually get a chance to check out the project. Um, been prepping for finals this week, so I'm going to check it out probably uh, today or tomorrow. Yeah, um, you should definitely check it out. And if you want to just um, hit out, check out a few of the songs, just go to the playlist that we have available um, and just check it out. But um, I just don't want to see that. But like I said, he's really been working hard. Um, when I heard about the news with the Celebrity Deathmatch, I thought it was just awesome because everybody's been saying, oh, Celebrity Deathmatch should come back, and um, they should go ahead and put it back on MTV Studios um, on TV. So now that they have it coming back, um, I'm, I'm really excited about um, some of the artists that will probably be going up with some matches. And I'm, I really oh, want to see a party being Nicky one. <laughs> oh, that would be that would be awesome. I really, I really used to be Celebrity Deathmatch. So it, was, it was a great show. I liked how they had all the different <laughs> rivalries and stuff up there. And it, was, right. it was hilarious at the same time, too. So with all the little pretend beefs and the real beefs and all that stuff that go on now, it would be hilarious to see how they spin it or if they're going to make it exactly the same. And I, I'm excited to see it. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely going to be a good, um, definitely going to be a good revival. Um, and I, like I said, it, it, it just so happens that Ice Cube is just the man behind it that's really pushing it to get back out here. So um, shout out to Ice Cube for that. Um, yep. And what's Friday? When's the next Friday coming out? That's what I want to know. Uh, after after the yeah. match, after the big three, I need I need the last Friday. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I'm not too sure, but um, you should definitely it should definitely be his song. Knowing him, he's probably working on it right now. Yeah, he's, he's a genius. He's a genius. Mm-hmm. Not to take anything away from that. He's always been working. Always had something up to see. So it'll be really good to see <clears throat> what he's got. What he's got coming up for 2018. Yep. 
Um, so our next topic, uh, Giannis, um, had came on and said that he rejected, um, he rejected some offers to work out with LeBron, KD, and Melo over the summer. Um, a lot of people came out and talked about it. A lot of people said, oh, he has another mentality. I don't know about you, I don't know about other people, but I love it. Like, I love the idea of not working with uh, people that you play against in the season. I love the idea of, of wanting, um, wanting to work out with, you know, anonymous people just so you can become better. And not trying to, not trying to have any kind of friendship too much with too many of the people that you're going to play against all the time this season. You know, that's basically the point he was making. Um, so I'm really big on that. I think that he, I think that's, I think it's great. What are you yeah, I think it's, I think it's great too. I think he's really trying to keep that, you know, this is a game, this is real competition, you know, mindset with it. So I really think that's pretty cool. And, you know, a lot of the old school guys didn't do it either. They practiced with their teammates. Mm -hmm. Mike did play against other guys, but he's like, yeah, if I'm playing against the other guys, I'm going to bust them up. I'm not playing like just to play a friendly pickup game. Like, I'm playing here to talk trash, bust them up, embarrass them every time. Right. So I, I think that that's kind of cool, bringing that old school robbery type of mentality back into the game because everybody's right. kind of like friendly, can't hold them now. You, you know, you got some guys that every time they come on the court, they go on each other's next. But for the most part, everybody's like, oh, hey, good day. You know, we're going to hug up and be friends. But, like, it kind of makes basketball soft. So I think he's yeah. trying to bring it back a little bit. To, to the era when it wasn't it wasn't too soft. So I do like that. I think it's a cool move. Um, and I mean, I feel like, you know, you're not supposed to really be friends with anybody you're competing against during the season or in the off season. You be friends and retire. That's it. Yeah. Not, yeah. not while we played. It's like some of the guys, some, some NBA players don't wear other NBA players' shoes. Like I would yeah. hate to be an NBA player and I got on LeBron's and LeBron dunk on me and cross me up. I, would, I wouldn't even do it. I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah. I, like, I think it's a, it's a power move for him. Yeah, and it's a lot of people, too, just said the same thing that she said, um, thinking back off that. There are a lot of people that used to laugh at players when they used to wear LeBron's and they would play against LeBron. I remember a long time ago when um, a lot of players would um, go up against LeBron James. People would be like, wow, you're, you're playing against him, but you have one of his shoes. So he's basically like funny in a way. And I would yeah, think, exactly. I would, I would think it was true. I was thinking, nah, I don't think that's true. You know, maybe they're just going But then I would think about it, then, yeah. But I feel like if you're going to wear somebody's shoes, wear somebody's shoes is no longer in the game. Wear somebody's yeah. like MJ's shoes. I mean, why wear LeBron's? And you know you're going to be playing against them. It makes, it makes a lot of sense when you're really a competitor. If you're somebody that's not, and I feel like not even, I'm not going to say the people that do it aren't competitors, but I'm just going to say maybe you don't care too much about how your opponent feels if you're doing that. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, right. So, I mean, you know, I, I think it's I think it's a I think it's a good I, I think like I said, I think he he's not wrong for saying it. I think that it should have been said. I think maybe a lot more players would take that approach. Yeah. And, uh, sometimes the guys are scared. You need somebody to come out and say it and it's like, Oh well, yeah, I feel the same way. So I I think I think more guys are kinda of, kinda of going that that route too. Yeah. I think um, you know, like you said, hopefully a lot of other players will take the route but yeah, I don't know. Some of them probably look at it as he's being rude about it. I don't know. I don't know. You know <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can also take it, take it that aspect as well. You know, you have somebody that's a legend in the game. You have somebody that's 33 years old that's still playing like they're 23 or even 18 coming out, fresh out, playing like that. So you have you have him trying to kind of give you guidance. So you have you have both sides. You can look at it at, 
But I like, I like the competitive fans, the Giannis is looking into that. But I could also see LeBron coming in as a mentor, because that's what he's doing on his team. And I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to be a mentor, do it to the people on your team, which he's already exactly. you, see, you can already see he's got his hand on Lonzo, his hands on Kuzma, Josh Hart, all those guys are definitely improving just mm-hmm. under his tutelage with him being there, what, three months, four months now? So, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I always said, you know, the only person that LeBron just won't play with is, is Stephen Curry. So I've never <laughs> seen – I've always seen him playing with KD and, you know, running around so fast. Every time you see him, he never yeah, wants to do anything with Curry. I think Under Armour thing. I don't know if it's that. Um, I just think that Curry, he has some kind of thing with Curry. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, I've always said that though too. Um, all right. So, um, for our next topic too, um, we're gonna talk about Concord Eleven. Yes, yeah, shoe everybody's been waiting for. So, lots of the looked up and got that early release back in November. Uh, if you like me, you had to wait until December eighth, and then you still took the L, which was which was rough because um, they released over one point five million pairs of that Concord Eleven on December eighth. So yeah. I had, like, a bunch of different raffles set up, and then I went on the sneakers app, and they didn't have my size. And I, I was hurt. I was hurt. I went in the store. They had, like, three pairs left. None of them were my size. I'm like, come on, man. But actually today, Finish Line did a restock, so I actually looked up and got them off of Finish Line. So okay, cool. So I'm hyped. Cool. I'm hyped now. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> awesome. Hopefully we can, um, I'm thinking once we do our, our go back into the photo visual next week, we can probably check them out um, on video and see how, how fresh they're looking when they come off the package. That'll be cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, so for our next topic for a BTV podcast, um, let's talk about this uh, Nick Cannon and Kevin Hart thing with the, um, the Oscars controversy and how, um, well, uh, Kevin, Kevin Hart is no longer doing the um, Oscars um, based on homophobic tweets that were pulled up from eight years ago. What yeah. you think of? Which I think is really crazy to bring up those tweets that are that old. Um, he has reportedly continuously said sorry about it. Um, he hasn't he hasn't really talked about it too much. But um, they want an apology. On the, the Oscar, the Academy wants an apology. He said he wasn't going to do the apology, so he's no longer doing the Oscar. Now they have right. to look for someone else to do the Oscar. But in, um, in defense to him, Nick Cannon, comes out and um, brings up old tweets from Chelsea Handler uh, and I uh, forgot the other woman that he's believed it. Amy Schumer. They brought the tweet. Um, how do you feel about that? I mean, you think that it was, it, that, because some people feel like he's, some people feel like he's overstepping boundaries with it. I don't no, know. No. I don't think he's overstepping at all. Yeah, I don't I think, think he was just in support of Kevin mm-hmm. and um, just taking the fact that saying, hey, you guys can't crucify this man for something he said. When some people that you guys hold in such high regard do the exact same thing, which I don't ever want an apology from them, and you have allowed them to host, you allowed them to be part of these mm-hmm. things, but they've done the exact same stuff. Right. So I think that's that's all Nick Cannon was, was trying to say by that move right there. Right. And I think it's so weird because why would you why would you announce somebody to be your host and then take it from him? Why didn't you tell this, tell this to him before? he was picked or chosen to do the Oscars. Why don't you tell him, look, hey, we saw tweets that you um that you that you did and we want, you know, an apology before we assign you this 
assign it. Why would you go and, and assign them to it and then... Exactly, because it makes them lose credibility as well. It doesn't make a lot of sense. So I just felt like, well, he was, it said that some, that some people came out and um, brought the tweet to the Academy's attention. I don't think they knew about the tweet. My thing is... I think, I think that's what it is, too. I think, I don't know. My thing is just, yeah, I just, I just don't... I just think it's a bad, I just think it's terrible because, I mean, what's the purpose of doing this? You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like somebody that's been doing this for so many years, what's the purpose of, you know, trying to get them out of the seat that you've already um, Yeah, so yeah. it's not, it's not, I don't, I'm not too big on that. Like, I think it's, a, I think it's terrible. I think it was a terrible decision by them. Or maybe they don't, they'll think about it. Um, I'm pretty sure at this time, if they do try to come back to him and ask him to do it, he's going to say no. Who's going to take it back? You know, nobody's going to take back something that you've already said. You put it on how you feel about it. So I feel like at this point, it's just kind of, you know, it's a bad idea on both ends. But like I said, with Nick Cannon going to the defense of Kevin Hart, he wasn't in the wrong. I think he's done exactly what he should have in yeah, that situation. Yeah, and, you know, just it gives him something to think about. If you're, going to, if you're going to get on this person and make sure you're making sure that you're checking out everybody, um, not just one, um, one comedian. Yeah, and, and that's, I think that's the point that you're trying to make it that. I agree. You know, do you think, this is what I've heard, just the conversation just based off of that, uh -huh. could, should comedians be held to a different standard because they're comedians? I mean, yeah, I mean, they're comedians first of all, so clearly I don't really take anything that they're probably saying serious. I mean, unless you're, unless that's, you're talking about, I think. Yeah, unless you're, unless you're talking about death or, you know, I mean, what's, a horrible form of tweet from eight years ago. Homophobe. I don't think that, that I don't think that that should be something that we're still bringing up. I mean, because if you're talking about eight years from now, I mean, eight years from now, I was um, eighteen. So right, I right. mean, if we're looking at tweets now, I'm clearly not going to be the same person I was when I was eighteen. So you know, that's probably the point he's trying to make. I think uh, Kevin Hart is what thirty-eight. He was maybe like thirty yeah. around that time. Yeah, exactly. He was, and, and he's, yeah, yeah. And it's just, the, everything is so PC now, especially mm -hmm. like in the world of comedy. I was uh, talking the other day to one of my friends about how I don't think the Chappelle show would exist today, like in 2018, just <laughs> based off of <laughs> all the different groups all the stuff and, he did. And, and, things and, and like people that would come out and try to speak against him. Yeah, just right. off of, like one skit alone, off of one skit alone, I think they would try to probably try to cancel Chappelle show. A lot of a lot of a lot of stuff back then, a lot of the stuff that was that was out then wouldn't work now. A lot of the stuff that we're able to like a lot of the stuff that we're witnessing as far as um, you know, the stuff that was shown back back then. I don't think a lot of those shows wouldn't last today. Like, a lot of the shows would probably be cut just because of how strict everybody is. And I feel like social media has been such a, it's been so bad that, like, you can do anything and somebody's going to bring it up. Like, yeah, that was exactly. eight years ago, and that, they're still bringing up those things. That's crazy. Um, our next topic. Uh, so, Terrell Owens, um, Ricky Williams, X Miami Dolphin, um, they are coming up with the Freedom Football League. I think that's pretty awesome because, I mean, I feel like we all need our own stuff. And, but I was also looking into it, and I'm not too sure if this will be the biggest money, this will make the most sense money-wise. 
um, for players who are no longer playing football, they have a lot more to worry about. See, this this mm-hmm. is not like the, this is not like like the big three where you can just go out and play like it's a red ball, YMCA, whatever, whatever. This is not like that. This is football. This is actually playing football. You're gonna be getting hit. The body's gonna be taking um, punishments, headaches, all that stuff. You know, all, um, a lot of the players who have these after aftermath of their body being, you know, um, all tore up and all over the place after they retire. These are the these kind of players. So do you really think that it'll it'll last long just based on the um the hits and the stuff that, the injuries and things that they're gonna have to deal with um during the well, season? I I really don't know. It's gonna work that same way as the big three if it's gonna be like a complimentary league for guys that retire. I say and this is maybe I think I have to go back and look at, but I thought it was gonna be like an alternative to the NFL because you have people that currently play in the league that are still in good shape, but they don't okay. really necessarily agree with the the owners, the viewpoints mm-hmm. of the NFL, something like that, so they can leave and go and do something like that. Or you got guys that are in college right now, and they're like, hey, you know, I want to play football, but I see all the stuff that's going on with the NFL, and maybe I don't want to align myself with that. Yeah, I'm going to get drafted, but I don't want to be a part of that type of organization. So they may go to something like that, the treatment football league. That's what I'm thinking. It's, it's going to be. It's going to be more, more so versus retired guys that are trying yeah. to play football still. Yeah, if that's the case, then it'll definitely work out um, for sure. Because you know, like you said, players that don't agree with the owners. There are a lot of players that don't agree with owners right now in the NFL. Yeah. The money, the money might not be the same, but if you want to still play football and you want to still um, be able to, you know, because I'm pretty sure if you're playing, you you keep your body in shape just in case the yeah, team does call. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's because it'll definitely work out. But like I said, if we're dealing with, you know, players that have already retired and then coming back and playing or players who are just playing for fun, then it might not be the best route to take. But like I said, if it is based on college players who don't get a chance or players who um, just still want to play football and uh, haven't got drafted on drafted players, then, yeah, it'll definitely work out, I believe. Um, but like I said, it's, it's still a, I think it's still a very big risk for this, this league, um, my personal opinion. But, you know, the NFL could be real, real shifty about it just based on the name and say that if you go play in the football league, you can't play in the NFL. So I think right, right. It's, a, it's stuff that they really have to, um, it's going to be a lot of things that are going to have to um, go over with the NFL before this whole league can start up and, Oh, yeah, there's a lot of red tape around it that they have to do. What I, but doing a little bit of research around I see they already have 10 teams established that they kind of set up in cities and stuff like that, not necessarily with players, but that they set up, that they, each city would have a team and everything. So San Diego, Oklahoma City, Portland, Texas, Ohio, Florida, Birmingham, St. Louis, Connecticut, and Oakland have all kind of signed on to be a part of this, which I think is really cool that they're already getting backing from uh, these cities for players like that. And, their mission statement says that they're, like, so what we were talking about earlier, their mission statement is saying that they want to attract football players at their highest level of athletic ability, including mm-hmm. those defecting from the NFL. So you got guys that are in the league already that don't want to be a part of it anymore, graduating college and or high school or playing international or in alternative professional football mm-hmm. league. So they're trying to get arena football guys, CFL guys, all that stuff like that, which would be really cool to see them all kind of get together with that. And I like that. Mickey Williams is kind of taking a really big look at it and focusing on more holistic medicine ideas for the players as well to kind of get them healthy and heal and right. while they're playing versus like, you know, okay, you know, these guys are going to just get 
basically a patch or a band-aid on a real injury versus trying to really actually heal them or make sure that they're not getting continuous concussions and stuff like that as well. So I think that's going to be really cool um, if it does work out. And I really hope that it does. And what I would also love to see is uh, Kaepernick come to join Jordan and be a part of that. Even if he's not going to play, if he kind of joined in and say, you know, I align with them because they have some of the beliefs that I have as well, and I support them as well. That would be really cool to see too. Yeah, that would be awesome. I said, I mean, I, I think for sure Kaepernick is probably going to, uh, you know, um, get included. But um, like I said, it's definitely just something, it's definitely a big risk. But like I said, I think the idea of it is awesome too because like just the fact that they want to start a, a football league, that would be, um, that is another alternative for people who are, who are not too big on the NFL or players who don't want to be in the NFL. And yeah, I think, I think it'll be great um, if it works out. But, you know, that's, that's just something that, um, you know, I still think it's a big risk for anybody that wants to be involved. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, is there anything else you have for um, uh, the BC Podcast episode 39? Uh, I think you touched um, on everything. Yeah, yeah. I also want to talk about just Black Panther coming through and uh, crushing the Golden Globe nomination. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Oh, yeah, the fuck. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, the thing is that they'll nominate them for that many nominations and they won't even um, they won't even sometimes they won't even give them a uh, 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 you know, a golden globe. The golden globe, yeah. That's true. That's true. Hopefully hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully they sweep it. Um, I know a lot of people were saying Michael Jordan and um um Bozeman. They were not they were left out of the nominations for best actor. Um, uh, best actor um, nomination. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, like I said before, um, yeah, that, that definitely sucks because I do feel like you know, them at least should have gotten a nod. But hopefully it's just motivation for the pool and it just work harder. Um, I mean, at this point, they know how what America is. When mm-hmm. you're dealing with those, um, when you're dealing at, when you're at those Emmys, I mean, you're at those Golden Globes and stuff, sometimes they, they just don't, you know, they don't, they don't give out, they don't give any kind of, um, what is it? Support or anything. Yeah, no real support. Black, black actresses and actors. So if you, if you're somebody that just wants to, you know, if I was him, I wouldn't even mind it. If I was a kid, I wouldn't even mind it. Just continue to keep working. And then, um, I was also very happy that Spike Lee got nominated for Best Director because yeah, yeah, I think that's awesome. Spike doesn't really get a whole lot of um, nominees either. All the great work he's done. He doesn't, yeah, exactly. he doesn't even get all. He doesn't even get the nominations he deserves. So. Um, I was just so happy to see um, the, the movie that he put out this year get nominated. And, oh, yeah. You know, like I said, and I think that, I think him and I think him and Jordan Peele worked on it. And was that the one? Yeah, yeah, they did. They did that. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that's awesome that they um, that they were involved in that movie. So hopefully they hopefully he takes home he takes home some um, Golden Globes. But like I said, I still feel like. You shouldn't get too hyped over these nominations because I just know how those award shows are. Go to the Grammys too. Um, that goes to Grammys. That goes to every award show that they have. The only award show that I feel like you know that artists don't um, appreciate enough is maybe BT Awards. You need the award shows that continuously show love and love to uh, our people. Uh, when you look at these other award shows, sometimes they'll nominate you and you don't even get um, you don't even get anything. Like last year. Um, Jay Z got nominated for about seven, eight grand and didn't go home with one. And I'm yeah, just like, yeah. you know, he he was so happy to get nominated and the time he's just like, you know, you see how they do you? He don't even he didn't even win anything. And it's just like 
these award shows. I was wanting to get too hype over them. The same way I don't go to the BET Awards, they shouldn't go to these awards, I feel like. I don't even care if you get nominated. I feel like you shouldn't even just go because, I mean, you know what they're all about. They'll nominate you and that's it. They don't, they don't. Most of, the, most of the time, they don't even give you the award. It's just not an issue. I mean, now they have to, and, and that'll draw in, you know, viewers. And viewers, right. They, they want to view it. not me. Let's mm-hmm. watch it. Yeah. Right. Just I, like, I definitely see that point. Just like Malcolm Moore was, you know, won best rap album over Kendrick Lamar, and you never heard about him again, just remember, that's what they do at that generation. Exactly. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. You know, very so that the people that do deserve to get these awards are given those awards. You know, but the next year Kendrick wins, but he's he's beating out all black artists. You see how it goes? Exactly. Yeah, they only yeah. they only do it they only do it when you know if it's a white artist. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if Post Malone goes home with uh. I was getting ready to say artist. that. I was just going to say I, I actually forgot that he was nominated for Best Black Album. Yep. They would and Admiral I believe they would probably give him all the awards he was picked to get because that's what the Grammys do. That's, that's what they do every year. It can never be a white artist going in a, it can never be a black artist going into a, a white category, you know, for instance, pop and, you know, uh, anything, electronic, nothing. It can never be a black artist going into one of those categories on winning. But every time you have a, a black category, for instance, hip hop, rap, R&B, it'll sometimes, somehow, a white artist will make their way to that, um, to the nomin, uh, in that nominee category and they will win over every artist. And that's how they do every year. And I feel like this year, the white great hope is going to be Post Malone. And people, they haven't talked too much about it, but I'm telling you, Post Malone is going to win probably every single award that he, every single um, category he was nominated for, he's going to win. I promise you. Well, he's going to win half of his award. It is very horrible, but I'm telling you, this is what's going to happen. I, I don't see, I do not see, people say Cardi B is going to pop in. I don't think so. I think anywhere, anywhere possible, because I feel like if we're really talking about who we should most talk about this year and um, in music in itself, then nothing, you know, I think Cardi B will for sure be one of those people. I mean, you can't right, talk about right. 2018 without thinking about her and like her come up and how she's been able to um, do the stuff she's done and even with her album, how every single song on her album except for maybe two songs were on the chart. She had a 13-track album that, um, you know, Every single song when the album first came out, it hit number one, and every song other than two were on the charts. So, oh, yeah. I mean, that was a grandworthy album to me. I mean, to some people, they're comparing it to Lauryn Hills and Missy. Uh, you can't compare yeah. it to those. You can't compare it to those albums. But as far as it being grandworthy, I feel like when you put out, people have to remember when you talk about Grammy worthy stuff, we're talking about the body of work. We're not talking about the artist and who she is and how she acts and what she does. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the fact that when she put out her album, almost every single song on the album was charting. It was on the radio. Um, she had a song that was on the album that was that hit that had broke, broke so many records. So with Bo Yellow. And um, even some of the other songs that she has with features with Kalani and Sizzle, and, um, you know, the I Like It song. And yep. then, you know, just pretty much, uh, and if you, be, be careful with nominated for a Grammy, which, you know, I'm not too big on that song, but it was on the chart. I mean, this is what we're talking about. I'm not too big on the song. I actually hate the song, by the way. But yeah. it, it was really big on the chart. So 
this is what we're talking about. That we're not talking about who she is and how she acts and you know, I think everybody brings other things into stuff. If we're if we're gonna go at Cardi B, go at Post Malone. He doesn't make me think of work. See, he doesn't make he doesn't make me think of anything much better than what she makes. His songs just cut it. Not gonna throw a lot of shade at him, but his album his album wasn't too bad, and the songs, half of all the songs that were on his album were charted. So now, not as many songs on his album were charted as Cardi B, because Cardi B only, only had 13 tracks. I think Post Malone had about um, 19, 20, somewhere in that range. But he, he, had a good little, he had a good little amount of songs, but for the majority of the songs, there were a lot that were charted. There were a lot that broke records. He, he did break some records this year. Um, so at this point, it's about the body of work, and, and, and it's not about who the person is, because if we're going to look at Cardi B, we have to look at Post Malone and ask why there's a, a white boy that's coming to uh, rap, wearing braids and cornrows, always says, oh, well, I'm not a hip-hop person, I'm not a rapper. I just why did he get nominated then? Why yeah. is he getting nominated? You know what I'm saying? But that's just, that's just stuff that I want people to think about because, you know, we, we give everybody else so much hard time. You know, we don't talk about the people that really, we should be talking about that. I mean, I, I really want to know why Post Malone is nominated in the rap category. <laughs> and he claims that he's not even, right, he yeah. claims he's not even a rapper. But, you know, you guys would put Rihanna in a, um, you guys have put Rihanna in the R&B category, and I don't remember Rihanna making any R&B songs. No, Rihanna. Rihanna's, Rihanna's always been like a pop artist. She's been a straight up pop star, and it's you know, it's just a lot of stuff. It's just a lot of stuff that I be asking. Now, I honestly do feel like her getting her five Grammy nominations for both the R&B stuff is 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 that was that's what she was deserving of. I feel like she yeah. she's one of the best women in R&B right now. And she deserves to get that many nominations because her music and her body of work and what she puts out deserves that. Um, so I don't think anybody else is. But I know Ella Mays, she got nominated too. That was cool. I think she got nominated for Song of the Year with Trip. She might win that. I hope she does. But um, you know, like I said, it's people. It's a lot of stuff that it's a lot of stuff that people don't talk about that they should be talking about. Let's stop making. Let's stop making. Um, let's stop making this whole why these people nominated because they're nominated because they put out good bodies of work. There's a reason why some of these other albums are not nominated. That's why when I said Astro World should not have been nominated, it's because I really feel like it shouldn't have been nominated. You would he has Travis Scott has that song Sicko World that's doing so great. But it only that's is that like one of the only songs that's on um, the album that I has think, really Yeah. I mean, no, and then maybe, maybe like y'all yeah, are the one with Gunner. Oh, I forgot yeah. the name of it. But um, if it, yeah, it's the song with Gunner. But that's the only thing I could think of. And I'm just like, so you guys nominated that for best rap album? <laughs> there were there were people that put out um, there were people that put out better. I mean, there were, there were people that were definitely people that put out better uh, projects. I mean, you had Black, she put out a project. It's the East Atlanta Love Story. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, it's just, it's a lot. And, and then again, we, we talked about Migos, and yeah, they, some people say they, oh, I think their manager came on and said they were snubbed. I mean, yeah. to a certain extent, to a certain extent, I mean, Migos, I mean, they say what you want about them, but their phone's chart. I mean, <laughs> you give these other people these, these, 
these um these awards and these nominations, but yeah, they have a song to charm, but it'd be one song on the album. Migos had a had an album that pretty much almost every song charted on the album. Almost. Um, I mean, well not almost every song, but probably about five songs on that album that they just and this is not the album of Bad and Bougie. This is a this is a, the album that they put out, um, that has what is it? That's the name of the song, Stir Fry and all that stuff. Um, okay, yeah. So we're talking about Culture Two, I think. Yeah, Culture Two. So if we're talking about that, then to a certain extent, they did get robbed. Because you guys could have nominated them for Best Black Album instead of giving Astroworld Best Black Album because it's only one song. That's one song. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't get that. Like, I really just don't get that. Nifty Hustle, I'm very happy that he got nominated because, uh, with, you know, again, it's about the body of work. And that very solid project and all the way through. Very solid yep. project. So I can play that without any skips. Right. And about three songs charted on the chart, it deserves to be nominated for Best Rock Album. But some like after well, no. I'm sorry. I I don't I don't agree with that I mean. And Maddie Miller's coming, I don't agree with it either. But like I said, I'm a big Maddie Miller fan, but that doesn't take away from the fact that I feel like it's wrong to take up a whole slot for somebody else who was deserving of it. But, I mean, like I said, we'll be able to see who's going to win. I really feel like the person that's going to win is going to be Post Malone. <laughs> yeah, this, this should be a very interesting journey. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely going to be interesting because the next day we're going to have our podcast and we're going to talk about it. <laughs> And I'm a definitely, I'm a definitely, um, yeah, I definitely feel like I'm on point when I say that I think she's going to be the person that's going to go home with the award because that's how they do it every year. Grammys never surprises me. They come out with with the nomination, and the same people that you knew shouldn't win it are going to be the people that are going to win. Always win it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, probably almost every year. Uh, okay, so we went over 14 minutes of podcast. Is there anything else you want to say to end off? Um, it's all your podcast for today. No, that was it. So we got everything covered, yeah. Yep, we definitely got everything covered. And just like I said, we only didn't do the visual today because of inclement weather. We will be back next week to do our podcast, our visual. So, um, yeah. And we'll be back to get on some other topics. Like I said, hopefully, I know for sure once we drop the phone, there's going to be some other people chiming on this R&B, a king of R&B debate. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So that, that's mm-hmm. one you definitely got to follow this week to see who else comes out here and embarrasses himself with the claim of being the king of R&B. All right. <laughs> um, yep, that's going to be it.